Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Friday afternoon edition of the WRSU crew. Dylan Allen, David Palumbo, Jake Meistel, and Dylan McCoy with you here. Guys, an interesting week of sports. We had Rutgers basketball, their game on Wednesday. They defeated Iowa at home at the at Jersey Bikes Arena. It was a defensive battle. 48-46 was the final there. Some Giants news today, and I know McCoy and I are Giants fans. I'm not sure about you, Dave, or Jake. I'm not really sure. I'm a Giants fan, too. Giants fan, okay, so... We can talk about the Joe Shane signing uh, a little bit later in the show for the GM spot for the Giants. Guys, let's start with Rutgers basketball. I think that's the hot topic of the week, um, the men's team. Like I pointed out in the open, they defeated Iowa 48-46 to and, and seemed like a game that Rutgers just really struggled offensively. Both teams really did at the end of the day. I, I, I want to hear your guys' overall thoughts of the game. I don't really get to talk to you guys that often. What, what were your thoughts of the game? Uh, I'll start. So my my general thoughts were that it was a really strong defensive battle by both teams. You know, Rutgers not necessarily playing great offensively like they usually do. But you know, when I was watching the game, all I could all I was hearing the announcers talking about, and all I could think about was just how well they were holding Iowa's offense. I mean, they held them under, like, 50 points, you know? I mean, aren't they, like, the number one offense in the country right now? Yeah, they held them. Yeah, and Keegan Keegan Murray is also the leading scorer in the nation, and he got held to, I think he had, like, 13 points. But, you know, I was watching that game, and, and to me, that's, you know, that is a Steve Peichel brand of basketball. It is 40 minutes of, uh, it's a hard, gritty game, you know, Let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. You know, when Ron Harper Jr. doesn't score 30 points, it is very hard for this Rutgers team to get above 60, 70 points. This is a type of game they need to play for the rest of the season. You know, if they're trying to go to March and possibly beyond, uh, they got to hold teams under their scoring average. They got to make the game long. They got to grind it out. And, you know, this was the ultimate example of that because their offense was not uh you know, clicking, but at the same time, they just did enough to win. And that's what good teams do. You know, they, they grind it out and they get the win and it's their first quad one win of the season. And it's huge for, you know, March implications. So we'll have to see where they build off off upon it. They have Minnesota tomorrow at noon. That should be a good matchup. Should be a winnable one. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jake knows a little bit cause he was on crew. So he joined like the Friday crew a little bit, uh, throughout the fall semester, but I haven't got to talk to you guys but he knows um, I'm, I think, more negative about this team than most people. But, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is good to win close games like this, grind it out. It's definitely a good sign, right? But I don't know, man. Like, I feel like no one was talking about that foul call right at the very end of the game that put Harper on the line. That was such a crappy call. It was so lame to win like that. And then, I mean, Keegan Murray had a as good of a look as you're going to get at the very end. But, I mean, they I, I'm still happy they won. They gr- grinded it out for sure, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Bo, I saw some crazy stat right even before the game. Bohannon w- coming into the game at um, at Jersey Mike's Arena was like sixteen for twenty or something stupid from behind the arc, um, and he shot two for ten that game. So it felt like he missed so many open ones. They definitely played good defense, but it felt like Iowa definitely definitely helped them out in some regards. 
D- David, if I didn't know any better, I would say it sounds like you're disappointed that they've lost just two games since winning against oh, Purdue. Oh, I'm not. I'm not disappointed at all. I just I just want to, you know, just calm the brakes a little. You know, one and five on the road still. Definitely definitely want to calm the brakes a little. But, oh, I'm definitely happy they won. You know, it, it was it was, it was was not really fun to watch. So it was horrible, horrible basketball for most of the game. But, I mean, I'm definitely happy they won. Now, I was at the game. Um, in the student section, didn't have a great angle at the the foul against Harper at the very end. What was it that it was kind of like? I I I heard that there was there was talk about it not being a foul and kind of like you just said a lame call. Again, I didn't have an angle. What was it that wasn't like that great of a call? I mean, lame call, not late call, but it it's just with two seconds left in the game, call like a little reach and foul around the three point line. It's just lame, right? I mean, you see, there was—I mean, there were many opportunities throughout the game, right? Paul's a great rebounder for a guard, so is Caleb, right? Just crashing in. They could have got called for so many more fouls. Same with Cliff, you know, he was playing super physical. Cliff played really well, um, but yeah, I mean, there—it seemed like it was really bad timing just to call a foul. It was just a little reach and foul across the three-point line, but I mean, I'm definitely happy they won. It's just—it's just like a lame way to win. Yeah, I—I I agree. I mean, it's like, like we're. Is I was supposed to do just let Ron Harper score an easy layup at the end of the game? Yeah. I mean, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that is we exactly want, what they're let Ron Harper like, dunk on Keegan Murray's head. I would love to see that. I I love when Harper dunks on people's heads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were definitely some calls. I think going both ways. Uh, like like for sure. Da, I had a little bit of a disadvantage. I was uh coming off of a flight to Cancun. I was in customs for most of the Ooh, game. Uh, Cancun, Newark Airport. Newark Airport, horrible flying experience, uh, like, coming back. So, I'm sure no one's surprised at that. But, um, yeah, you know, ultimately, like I said before, uh, obviously, you know, the foul call is, you know, how many foul calls have gone against Rutgers? I mean, and then the last time they played Iowa at Jersey Mike's Arena, formerly known as the Rack, it was the miracle of all miracles uh, for Iowa to win that Joe Weiskamp three. I remember being in the student section for that, and I – Physics did not make sense on that shot, but you know it's it's a it's a good win. Uh, I, Minnesota on the road, you know, like David said, I believe you said we're one and five. You know, we have a couple winnable road games coming up. Minnesota, I believe you also have Northwestern on the road in the next two weeks, so you know they can definitely get that road record up. And they're kind of coming into the easier part of their Big Ten schedule, so if they can rack up a few wins, you know, can make their uh, their March resume look a lot better. And I mean that. Purdue win and this Iowa win obviously help a lot. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, good teams win on the road though, so those are winnable games. But they're wins. They're games that they kind of have to win, right? By putting themselves in the hole that they did with some of the non-conference that's, games. That's that's true. That's true. Penn State probably should have been a winnable game as well. I mean, it was a winnable uh, game. They just didn't win it. Yeah, and Rutgers kind of just came out very flat. Yeah, they didn't in that play game, well. but. You know, it's something that has to be seen. They have to play very well in the next month and a half to make the tournament. Like, they're still, like, on the outside looking in as of right now. But they are setting themselves up to where if they they still have a chance, you know. Uh, I think after UMass and Lafayette, you know, people were kind of ready to write this team off. I'm not going to lie. At one point, I also wrote this team off. I didn't. I thought an, an, an NIT berth was going to be the height of the season. But they're playing their way back into it. I mean. You know, every game Cliff looks like, you know, a better and better player. Uh, obviously, Ron has, you know, his offensive output has been amazing. Caleb is, you know, one of the front runners for Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and I think deservedly so. And, yeah, you know, this team, I think 
the biggest question for them is their depth because, you know, a lot of their production comes from their starters. So, you know, we're going to see guys like Dean Reber, uh, Ralph Gonzalez, a G, you know, uh, and, you know, other guys just step up and make a contribution on this team. Yeah, I don't know. I understand they haven't played well on the road thus far, uh, but looking at these matchups, they are pretty favorable, and I know they're on the road, um, but David, to, to your point, you know, good teams have to win on the road, um, and so far, so far, their the road games have been against Illinois, who's now one of the better teams in uh, in basketball. Seton Hall, they're a pretty good team, right? Penn State should have won that game. And earlier on in the year, I don't even count because the team that we see now is just totally different than what we saw in the first six, seven ball games. They're just totally different. So I don't even count UMass or DePaul. Like, I I think right now if those two teams played those games again, they'd win by 10 points in each of them. I think that's how much better this team is. But I think these games coming up, Minnesota, they're not very good guys. I, I mean, looking at their record... Uh, they're ten and five. We're eleven and six. They're pretty even, but they're one and five in Big Ten play. We're five and two. I think that means something, at least a little bit. Minnesota, I think they were going through some kind of COVID issue too as of late. So, you know, if that kind of carries over to this game and they have some of their players out, that could favor Rutgers. I think that's a winnable game. It's definitely going to be tough. Minnesota is a you know they're a good team, but they have a new coach, and I think there's a lot of holes in that team that Rutgers can kind of expose and and win the game there. And then they come home against Maryland. They pro- they they beat Maryland on the road already this year. Maryland is not that great of a team. On the road against Nebraska, they are the bottom feeders of the league. We beat them by 30-plus points at home. I think that's an easy win it on the road. Again, I don't even think they have to play that great to win that game. I just don't I don't think Nebraska is all that good. And then Northwestern's kind of on and off. They're 2-5 and five in the conference, 9-7 and seven overall. They have a couple of nice wins on their schedule, or at least some close games on their schedule. But, uh, like, they beat... Michigan State on the road a couple of nights ago, um, lost to Wisconsin by six at home. Like so, they they're playing in a lot of close games with with some good teams in the Big Ten. So that could be a tough game for Rutgers. But realistically speaking, if if this team can play like they did on the road at Maryland, aka if Ron Harper can score thirty points every game on the road, um, <laughs> then they might win these next four games. And now you're looking at a fifteen and six record. Um, you know, nine and two in the conference, but I I think we will lose one or two on this. On I I think we will lose one or two out of these next four. Yeah, I mean, at Minnesota, home versus Maryland, at Nebraska, at Northwestern, right? I mean, on paper, they could totally sweep those four, right? They, I they mean, should. Totally. They should. Yeah, but I just don't. That's that's the thing. I don't think this team is good enough to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, good teams win at home and on the road. I just don't think they're good enough. And you were saying how the UMass game, like they would totally crush them out, and I agree with you. They yeah. would. But they, they should not have lost that game, right? Yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, even, I don't care that it's the beginning of the year. You're still filling around rotations, right? I mean, if you want to blame the coaching, then then do it. You can't lose to teams like that if you want to be a good team. I, I right. think the big loss, like the one that, like, is really bad in the committee kit is Lafayette. really going to look at come March is, is Lafayette. Yeah, that <laughs> one's really bad. That is a team that Rutgers should never be losing to. You know, that's like that's like when they played uh, Caldwell, I think, last year or two years ago. They're that's not like, even they D1, lost that right? Game. They were yeah, there would have been some serious questions, um, you know. But I, I definitely agree that this team is getting a lot better. Uh, I think they're just learning how to, you know. I, and I know they just played Iowa and scored forty-eight points, but they're learning how to utilize like their guys on offense and defensively. They are so much better than they were at the beginning of the season. Like I, this at the beginning of the season, they didn't even look like a Steve Heichel team, and now they kind of look like the teams we've seen of old, where they defend really well for the entirety of the game. And like I said, Kill McConnell. You know, uh, right now he'd be 
you know, top three for Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. So we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, I still think they kind of have a ways to go. They definitely have to play really well, and they need their stars to keep starring because if they don't, you know, it, it's it, it's hard when you have a team that's so reliant on like guys like Ron to put up like twenty five a night to win because you know he's not going to do that every night. You know, he's not one of those all. He's he's a great player, but he's not one of those all world absolute stars who is going to put up you know thirty every night. Yeah, dude. I mean, I completely agree with you said about the defense getting better, right? Like, I remember checking in the beginning of the year, just like looking at Ken Palm and how low the defense was ranked. It was like close to 100, then it was like close to 70, and I just pulled it up right now on my phone. And right now they're 31st in the country in defensive efficiency, which is like a way, way, way better than they were to start the year, which is awesome, right? The the last two years, right? The where they made the tournament last year and then the year before where they would have where it got canceled, they were top 10 in the country in defensive efficiency both years, right? Um. So, I mean, that has to be there because I think Ron actually could be like a 30-point-a-night 30, 30 type of guy. Um, I just think he kind of has to be more aggressive. I think Ron is a complete stud. I don't think Gio is like anywhere near on the same level of a score as Ron is. But, um, yeah, I mean, this team's defense is what's going to hopefully get them to the tournament. Definitely not their offense. See, the thing for me is I look at the schedule. I'm looking now. I could see them losing that game against Northwestern on the road. Uh, I see them... Well, I should say this. I see them losing either on the road to Minnesota or Northwestern. You pick which one they lose, they win the other one, uh, in my opinion. And then the next two, Maryland and at Nebraska, they win. So I have them going 3-1 and one in this next four-game stretch. I just don't know if it'll be uh, Minnesota or Northwestern, is which one they'll lose. Um, but I think that's pretty good considering 3-1 and one going, you know, you'll be 14-7 and seven heading into those two games against Michigan State and then Ohio State at home. You know, that's that's some pretty good, you know, a three three out of four and two of them being on the road is not bad. So I, I, I think we would take that. And if this team, I, I said this yesterday on crew, I said Rutgers can compete with any Big Ten team at home this year. I, I think any team 100%. in the conference. Any team in the 100%. conference. 100%. doesn't matter who you put it's them before. Been, but but that was that expected. Way since 2019. Yeah, dude. Right, 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 that, that, since that was like the expectation. Right, but that was the expectation. But, and, but then they as McCoy, blew, as, blew up right, the as, non-conference as, game. As McCoy said earlier in the year, he he wrote them off NI, yeah. NIT team, and now we're kind of getting back to the you know expectation here. So I'm just going to reiterate the point. At this point in the season, I think we can beat anybody at home in the Big Ten. The big question is, David, and you bring it up all the time, you know, can they win on the road? Because it's very necessary to do so. Like, I remember, uh, was it the the year COVID happened where we beat Purdue on the road to, like, secure the yeah, spot? Was, was that that the last year? last game yep. of the year. Yeah. So, games yeah, like, Jacob I mean, Jacob Young, Jacob Young rolled them to the victory. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, like, games like that is, is something that this team needs to show that they can win. Because don't get me wrong, uh, Maryland on the road, like, okay, it's a good win, but this Maryland team is not anywhere close to what it's been in in prior years. Like, they're, they are not very good. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. They're a very average team. Um, and I think they've I think they're like one in six in the conference. Maryland's not a good team by any stretch, and we looked piss poor in that first half. If it wasn't for Ron Harper coming out and kind of, you know, saving everybody's, you know, bottom, it's it just like... I think this team needs to prove more on the road, and I think it starts with tomorrow's game. I think tomorrow kind of shows you what this team will be like on the road going forward. If Ron can continue uh, his, I, I guess I should say, if he if he can build off the Maryland performance and continue to play well on the road, I think this team can win a lot of road games. I think he can be our Jacob Young on the road and keep us in these games and even win us a lot of these games going forward. Can we talk about what Jacob Young's been doing across the country this season? You know, I he has Jacob led Young. that Oregon team. He has had a fantastic, especially the past couple of weeks. I think he had 26 or 25 in their last win, and he has just been, you know, 
I think I think everyone was was kind of sad to see him go, but it is nice to see him, you know, kind of really develop into one of their top scorers and one of the top players in the Pac-12. Yeah, they swept the the Los Angeles schools last week. They yeah. beat Miles Johnson and UCLA in overtime. Oh, he scored nearly all of his points in the second half yeah, and in overtime. Points, yeah, in yeah, and then they went and beat USC just a couple of days later. Yeah, uh, but so I'm looking at his numbers now. Um, he's been in double figures four out of his last five games, 10 points, 22, 16, 23, and then he only had eight against uh, USC, but the rest of the team did pretty well that game. Um, but, yeah, no, Jacob Young, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's a stud. But, you know, it's funny. I, I, he's a stud. But let's look he's at Miles. He's a dog. He's My, a dog. Miles Johnson comes off the bench now. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, Cody Riley starts. <laughs> mm. uh, he uh, I stayed. don't like that. He That's was, a sham. He was starting for a while when Cody Riley was hurt. But, yeah, he's been coming off the bench. Yeah, now. his last game. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I don't know if he starts this year. Cliff is playing the way he's playing. Dude, no, he that, doesn't. That's a good point. He, I don't know if he does, but he's definitely getting more than 13 minutes. That's true. Yeah, this that's is true. That's this true. is oh, yeah. UCLA played Utah in a close game, and he had 13 minutes. Didn't even take oh, yeah, a last sh- night. Last night didn't even take a shot, and he had three <laughs> rebounds, and he had four fouls in 13 minutes. I mean, the, the, that's some Miles Mar- Johnson type beat Done. right there. Dude, he but he didn't. Yeah, even but if we still had Big if Ten we still had Miles, him. we wouldn't have the stretch five that is Dean Reber. That's, so that's a great point. <laughs> that's, that's a great point, true. dude. Big Ten refs hated Miles Johnson. That was like one of the most frustrating things, because then he would get visibly frustrated, and then it would just everything would go downhill. I mean, he was a, he's a great like like on ball defender, but at the same time, he's a very aggressive yeah, on ball defender. So that kind sloppy. of lends himself to like yeah yeah like. Like Cliff was like that uh, last season. He averaged like he literally averaged like four fouls per like game, and now he's down to like I think he's fouled. I don't think he's fouled out, and I think he's been in foul trouble maybe like twice this season. Dude, when like, Cliff, he's, he's he's picked it up. When Cliff like hit the deck, um, against Iowa, I th- I was like, oh no, I thought thought he might be done. I thought the same thing. I, I thought he rolled an ankle or something because again, student section. I was like across yeah. the court. I couldn't really see what happened. All I saw was he just went down. You just saw like bodies around you. Yeah, you were like oh these students, you know, I can't see. And the same <laughs> thing happened against the Purdue game. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. He like went to the locker room and then just got like magically healed two minutes later. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I don't know. Dude's Wolverine. He just self heals, self regenerates. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking. Miles Johnson in 14 games played this year. He's averaging averaging under 20 minutes a game, four points and almost six rebounds. And last year he was playing 20, 25 minutes a game, eight points and almost nine rebounds a game. So I understand he went for for graduate school and not even for basketball reasoning. Like it wasn't because he thought UCLA would give him the better opportunity. He's a, he's a scholar. He wanted to go for engineering or something, um, but. You could just see that they're not even using him that much. I remember he started right in the beginning, and then he slowly just sat the bench more and more. Kind of sucks to see that, yeah. but we'll, we'll keep it positive. Jacob Young is thriving at Oregon. Best of luck to him for sure. I remember watching that game they played against Gonzaga early in the year, and Chet Holmgren just – I mean, obviously it's Chet Holmgren. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft, but he had his way with Miles. It, it was it was a sad sight. Yeah, he had that one like highlight that went viral too where he caught the rebound, like went behind his back on transition, and then kind of dunked it on Miles. Which was, yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunate. I mean, great player. Nothing, nothing you can do about it, but just unfortunate. Yeah, Slenderman out there. That's abuse, though. <laughs> but re- realistically, David, I kind of have a f- enough idea of what your answer might be. Is this Rutgers team a mar- Can they be a March Madness team this year? I mean, can they? Totally. Will they? Will they? <laughs> That's, I, 
win, win some road games then yeah. before February against these teams that are not that good. That right. you are much better than on paper. And yes, but I I, I genuinely I, I feel bad. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. Okay. Maybe I'm too negative. I don't, dude. D- I mean, da. D- do you have their schedule pulled up? Rutgers, yeah, I do. Or like their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is their record in Big Ten play currently? Five and two. Five and, Five two. and two. Yeah, they're, that's they're good. The and how really many? Good. That's really do you know best. how many more Big Ten games do they have? If uh, you know 13. offhand, if, thirteen. Because you if have. If they 20 finish total. with, if they win seven of their next thirteen Big Ten games 13. and finish with twelve wins in the Big Ten, they're I in. think they make the tournament. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think even if they Let's finish with ten wins and they go like what, like ten and seven, I think they'd be in. Honestly. Did you say it's tw- did you say it's twenty Big Ten games? Okay, yeah. so then it would have to be a ten ten split then. Yeah, I don't I don't know. If about they go that. if, if they, they go at least five hundred in Big Ten play, I think they get in. But you because see, I think they have enough. I think they have enough quality wins. It depends where who those wins are against. The early losses. Dill, so. it depends who yeah, those like, wins are against. If it's against sure. if it's against Michigan State and Ohio State, and they lose a couple against like bad teams, but they get some really good wins in there again, then possibly. But. I mean, if they're losing to teams like that and they're beating up on the Nebraskas or, you know, the Indianas or whoever, Penn State, you know what I mean? Like, depends who those wins are, in my opinion. And, yeah, they and, definitely need to keep punching above uh, above their weight. I mean, right now, what are they, like, third or second in the Big Ten? I think, conference I think play? they're, like, no. tied for fourth. They're tied for fourth yeah. with yeah. some other teams. But they're, but big, they're the half Ten a game is the best. back or something. Or one and the Big back. Ten is the best conference in basketball. They're going to send, like, ten teams. And if Rutgers – I mean – I know conference standings isn't everything, but if they're in the top ten in the Big Ten, I think they're getting in the tournament. I think they, I think they are a bubble team right now. Whereas before it was like that's not going to happen. Now it's like they have a really realistic chance of getting in. Low key, the the SEC is kind of good. SEC is this loaded year. this year. The like, SEC is very good. SEC is loaded this year. This is Auburn very is super tough. LSU is super tough. Alabama, Javon Quinterly, New Jersey is super tough. Mm-hmm. Who else is super tough? I haven't really been following the other conferences that much. Um, you know, I know Auburn's any... ranked like two. Yeah, Jabari any, Smith was like, like a lottery pick. Big teams out of the SEC or other conferences that are like definitely going to make the tournament. Wait, what was the well, question? Well, Auburn could be the national champion. Like yeah, they, they're dude, playing Auburn's, that way. Auburn's free. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, like every I'm year, done. I'm done just... picking Gonzaga. They always choke. I'm done. Yeah, they're I'm, not, I'm, I'm running off right now. They're, they're not winning anything. You pick Gonzaga last year? No, just I feel like everybody says Gonzaga for the past five years, and they have done nothing but lose. Uh, I am never picking I mean, Gonzaga. It's pretty hard to pick against them, though. I mean, they literally have, like, and now they have, like, the superstar. Like, they have the guy who's, like, possibly the best player in the country. Dude, I mean, they like, had the superstars team. last year, though. Like, Jalen Suggs, Corey Kisper, Drew Timmy. It was yeah. it was absolutely. I feel like yeah. last year's team was as good as it might get. I mean, this year's no team one really was good beating team. that Baylor team, though. Yeah, Nobody dude. was beating that Baylor had, team. Like, all seniors, they were all awesome. They all, like, loved each other. That, that team was so good. You want to you want to know a team real quick before we head to uh, our first break. One team that I think could be a team that can break some brackets this year: Wisconsin, dude. They, Rutgers. Well, Rutgers, oh. yes, I'm picking <laughs> them to win the first round if they get in. Got to get in first. Wisconsin, though, yeah. I think his name's Johnny Davis. <laughs> dude, Johnny Davis, national player of the year. If I Johnny if Davis, I is right. he's he's dude, awesome. He's, he's awesome. beyond awesome. Awesome, and I think they I think that's a sleeper, a dark horse team to make it far in the tournament this year. Just a little March Madness preview for you guys that make all your brackets out there. <laughs> Wisconsin's a team to look for. They they are a good team. See, but that's the thing. You say that, but the hype has gotten too high. They're literally number eight in the country right now. Yeah, like they're not that good. 
They're good. They're, they're fifteen not that good. and two. Yeah, I. They're yeah. not. That I, Johnny good. Davis is the best player in the country, but I. I feel like the the opposite. I feel like they might be a team. When does that's when does Rutgers play Wisconsin? When oh, we find out, twice in February, yeah, I believe. They play them twice in February Ooh. in Wisconsin Dude, on the twelfth. Amazing in Wisconsin so on the twelfth, and then they come here JMA on the twenty sixth. See, that's a game that if we win, that 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 makes up for a yes. lot of losses early. Hundred percent. That's a that would be a huge victory. Calling it right now. Which one on the road? No, <laughs> the it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, on the on the road, on the road be beating huge. them. On the road beating them, ten and ten, Big Ten record. We're in. Huge. It's not a question. Yeah, if we can pick up a big road game like that, they like should though. But dude, that's crazy. Like Harper is really good. Like this team should be able to w- beat some good teams on the road. The thing is, their defense, their defense is just not the same on the road. They don't have the crowd behind them. That's true. So when they when they're not shooting that great offensively, the defense doesn't play as they did against Iowa, and then you're losing like to a Penn State team by 15. But that's why I like Steve Peichel brand of basketball. Theoretically, defensive rebounding should not should be something that should travel. Right, like you yeah. can be tough anywhere. I it's also just playing like, hard and playing tough. Uh, listen, I, I also really I, I also feel like we, I feel like we also get some calls against us on the road too. Not to say that the refs no, are yeah, you taking right. us out of these right. games. I'm just saying like I feel a road t- like a home team might get the like with that Iowa game you, that Ryan yeah, Harper yeah, foul. Yeah. I think the home team might get a little bit of an edge in terms of foul calls. So if they try to play aggressive defense like that, you might get a foul call. Like I just. On the road, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they they do play aggressive defense. Rutgers yeah. plays a very aggressive brand of defense, which does kind of lead to fouls sometimes. Yeah, uh, that's Pykele Ball, get, though. Pykele Ball is, is being a fantastically defensive sound. And team. I love it. And I love it now. Me too. Beginning of the season, it's was all for it. It's the only it's the only way they're gonna they're gonna be like a, a nationally like like talented for team sure. because they do not they don't have the offensive like talent skills. I mean, some people do. Like Ron does. Ron I does. think Cliff is kind of. Cliff is kind of someone who probably can next year, maybe the year after. I would say Jaden Jones does, does at but Jaden doesn't, Jones doesn't play. Anymore. Yeah, why doesn't he play, Dill? Do you know why? Jaden Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's I believe he's still technically a freshman. I mean, you know, he's kind of developing in the program. Uh, you know, the the strength of Rutgers is their guard play. There's a lot of guys in front of him. I, I mean, I just think it's a multitude of things. He's talented. I think we've all seen he's a talented guy, but. I definitely think there is development to be had there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, he literally started a game early this year. Yeah, you no, know, and I, then just completely, completely fell out of the rotation. I think that was completely. when I, I mean, that was when Gio was hurt. He started a game. It could, it could be, it could be something we're not seeing. You know, it could be oh, practice. Or it's something. either probably, it's probably that, or just his defense isn't up to par with like Moa or some of the guys that come off the bench ahead of him. Like Jalen Miller, for sure, he's in there because, because of his defense, defense yeah. right? So that might be why. Um, because I didn't know if it was something injury related. Because I haven't heard anything or seen anything, and he has been playing. We all know how talented he is. And David, you said that he's been he was playing earlier in the year, which is true. So it's a little puzzling to now see him not playing, you know, in the bigger games. Maybe they just don't they're they're not there with him yet. I don't know. We kind of saw similar things with uh with uh Ralph Gonzalez AG earlier on in the year too. Like he would play and then for a, like three games he was never in and now he's back playing a couple minutes here and there. He's trash. I- <laughs> He's so bad. I, I think they found well, Reaver. Well, he's as also their, as he's their also second. behind Reaver. Reaver's Reaver, better than him, genuinely. Yeah. I have to I have to say, like before we go to break, I was the most disrespectful person to Dean Reaver last season, <laughs> and I am I apologize for every word I said about him. He is talented. You know, he's not like a Big Ten like caliber like starter, but he is a caliber. He is a high quality bench player. He's not bad. You know, he's, he's really not, not, he's not bad at all. He's not really. He's Any really stretches. Not. 
And he stretches the floor, which for this Rutgers team at the five is massive. Yeah, I mean, especially when you can't really shoot, just as a team in general. Like when your offense yeah. is not the strength of your team. No, if they absolutely. Can get two threes no, off he, the bench, like, dude, that's awesome. He last year, you know, it was like, why is he playing? And this year, it's kind of like, well, he's played himself into his role. Like he's doing a very good job. I'm excited to see him for the rest. Of the yeah, this year now it's like, why is Ralph out there? <laughs> Where's yeah, Dean? He shouldn't even. Yeah, play. kind of. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. I swear, I think, I think, uh, I gotta look at the box score, dude. I like him. Like I see those little inter- Instagram, you, you know, the question about the, the locker room type yeah, the, things. The like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is funny. I see he has like you a need, kid. I'm like, dude, that's cool. Too, yeah, yeah. You but need that's what he guys. is. Why does he even play? I don't get it. I don't know. He's booty cheeks. <laughs> well, listen. All I know is he would he would definitely give us the work in basketball. But oh, I'm just oh, hundred percent. But for Rutgers purposes, I I think they found their guy in Dean Reber because that was the question earlier on in the year. You know who would be the backup center role, and that was the big problem because earlier in the year when Cliff would get in foul trouble, they didn't really have an answer. Dean Reber ha- didn't really play like he's been playing as of late, and so they were putting in Ralph, and he was kind of giving up. They were both giving up a lot of easy points down in the paint. They weren't playing their like up to their size. So there were a lot of question marks. I think we now have found Dean Reber is the guy. Um, he played seven minutes last game, four points. He had two assists, a rebound, a steal, and a block um, in seven minutes. So not bad from Dean. I, I, I think you guys are right. I think we found Dean Reber as the as the backup center guy, backup f- forward, whatever you want to call him. Whenever Cliff sits the bench, I think that's the guy to go to uh, going forward. Yeah, I mean, you saw even one play. He threw like a really nice pass to Ron, and then the very like he came out, and then Cliff started to do the same thing and got it stolen. Right? I mean, they have right. different skill sets, but he's really not bad. Right, and the one thing I I guess I um, critique about Dean Reber's game is for for whatever reason it doesn't seem like he plays, um, like I don't know something about him like just doesn't scream all that aggressive to me. And what I mean is like when he has the ball down in the paint, it doesn't look like he goes up super strong with it. He's soft. He's like you're saying. I I guess, but like you look at a guy like Cliff, he'll go up and he'll dunk it on you, no doubt about it. Use all the strength in his body. Dean will go up there and he'll take like you know it just off-balance layup, like, he'll get hit, and then he'll, like, he won't go up with strength. He'll try and get the foul call instead of Cliff going up to just dunk it on everybody. Yeah, but it, it, it's difference. tough to compare him to Cliff when Cliff is, like, a physical anomaly. Well, I just use, like, he's I massive. use... I use Cliff as an example because he's on our team, but, you know... Well, Dean's... Dean's how Dean's tall six, is... How tall is Dean? Dean like, is six is foot like ten. Six, okay, is so he really? he's a little bit... He's, he's six probably foot, he's, a little bit... He's, he's one a little eight. bit undersized comparing to the guys he's playing... In the Big Ten, I would say. So maybe I think that's part of it. You know, I think his game is a little bit more of a stretch five as well. Cliff is like, you know, we, we I love when Cliff takes a mid-range shot, but he's a he's an in-the-paint guy. Right. But, like, I think Dean Reber is kind of the opposite. He's kind of like a guy who, you know, you give the ball to him mid-range or behind the arc, and, and he's going to let it go. So I think that's where more of his offensive skill set yeah. lies. Probably where he's more comfortable, too. That's the that's the only thing I have with him. Other than that, I kind of I, I I like He's watching him play. He's only playing a couple minutes, right? So. Exactly. But that if I had to make a critique, that's it. Um, yeah. You know, because everybody everybody has a critique to their game. Just wanted to share. It. Um, but it was kind of cool. I don't forget which game it was. He knocked down. I think it was maybe Nebraska. He knocked down like two threes in the corner or something. Like it yeah. was Nebraska. Nebraska. I remember yeah. tweeting about it going crazy. <laughs> I I remember watching it and being like, what? <laughs> Like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's just like 10. I think he had 10 points that game. He was one of like five players in double figures. It was crazy. Unexpected stuff. It was 
Like, I was calling Dean Reber three-pointers in that game in the second half. I, I just didn't know. I couldn't believe what I was calling. I was just like, all right, Dean Reber in the corner, bang. Like, just unexpected stuff, but... You and Eddie were calling that game, right? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, Dude, I hosted Nightline. Someone called in and asked if they should start Dean over Cliff next game. <laughs> I was like, dude, are you, are you kidding me? That's like, recency bias. I mean, beyond. Should we actually have that debate? <laughs> no. That's... Don't even say that. <laughs> we can have the debate, but I think all our answers would be no. Cliff is awesome. So yeah, Cliff, I mean, yeah, Cliff is awesome. <laughs> Cliff's great. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for locks of the week. Dylan Allen, David Palumbo, Jake Meister, and Dylan McCoy here with you on this Friday afternoon. Just talked about Rutgers basketball in our first segment. We're going to head to locks of the week. Um, guys, I'm going to use the same lock as I did yesterday on crew um, just to make it easy. I'm going to go to the NFL. We have some games over the weekend. I'm going to go with the Bengals-Titans game. That's uh, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. That's the first game of the weekend slate divisional round of games. Uh the line is Titans minus three and a half. I'm gonna go Bengals plus three and a half in this game. Listen, they just they just confirmed it today. Derrick Henry is back. They took him off IR or whatever he was on, whatever list it is. They confirmed that he's off the list. He's going to play. I just predict that he's not going to be play like his usage isn't going to be as what like 30 carries a game. I don't think that. I think it's gonna be like 18, maybe 17 carries. I don't expect them to use him all that much compared to what we're used to seeing. Um, and at the end of the day, guys, it comes down to quarterback play for me. I think that's how the NFL is is looked nowadays, even with the Titans, and how they're just very run-heavy. I think that this is what it comes down to, quarterback play. Joe Burrow, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions on the year. Had an amazing season, has all the weapons. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, you name it. Joe Mixon at the running back position. He has the weapons. Ryan Tannehill, guys, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. All Not that all impressive for a one-seeded team. Um, I just I think it comes down to the quarterback play. I think that's how the league is nowadays. And I think Joe Burrow wins that matchup in a landslide in terms of quarterback play. So I'm going to go with the Bengals plus three and a half. Uh, and I think they honestly win the game. Um, but just take the points just to be safe. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Dude, that Bengals offense is so fun to watch. Like, I'm not even a Bengals fan. It or, makes me, as a Giants fan, awesome. uh, wish we had something like that. And maybe we will with Soon Joe enough, Shane. Soon enough, DA. Soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> we'll talk about Joe Shane later in the show, but we'll continue with locks of the week. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. I know all three of you guys are Giants fans, but I'll, I'll definitely, I think, I'm picking the Packers, minus five and a half, at home, in the cold. I think they're going to, like, smash the Niners. Yeah. That's... The one yeah. thing with that game is I believe, now it's a totally different year, totally different teams, but the one thing I've been hearing um, is that you know, the past three times they played in the playoffs, 49ers have beaten them all three times. It's true. It's true. I think the last time they played in the championship round or something, was it was in San Fran. Yeah, they're they're undefeated at home this year. I right. mean, I, I think they're going to smash. I, I I am totally on board with you there. I think the Packers win this game by a touchdown. Only t- only team undefeated at home in the NFL. 
I'll take. I, I'm gonna Aaron agree Rogers. with you, David. I think the Packers are gonna win. You know, at home against the Niners. That's also my lock of the week, and I think they're gonna win probably by 14 or more. I'm gonna say. Oh wow! I mean, wow, Jake, very original. Well, I'm joking uh, around. You I, see, <laughs> you see, the the Niners are good. It could be a close game if the Niners play really well and if their defense really steps up, but. My, I think the big question mark for them is just the offense in this game. You know, obviously they got Debo Samuel. You know, they got Jimmy G and Trey Lance. They got who, Jimmy G that got hurt last week. Whoever <laughs> they decide to play at quarterback, who knows? Um, Wait, but, who for the Niners? Yeah, it'll be Jimmy G. Well, I mean, they might decide to mix it up. Nah, it's know. gonna be Jimmy nah, G. No, it's gonna be Jimmy G. I mean, um, he sucks. But like, I I just don't think whatever they do is going to matter against Green Bay, like even a little bit. So, you know, yeah. Green Bay goes back to the NFC Championship once again, only to lose for the third straight year. So you think, uh, so then I guess you think who, the Rams or Bucks are going to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. <laughs> well, which one do you think? Uh, I'm not picking that game. <laughs> I have no idea. Smart man, smart man. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'll keep it in the NFL, game. too. I'm not going to lie. This is my first time opening the FanDuel apps, I think, honestly, like this year. Uh, you know, didn't had a, had a little bit of a bad stretch at the end of the season and then went to Atlantic City and had a quicker, even worse stretch. <laughs> I lost more money. So, yeah. Oh, don't tell uh, me that. Don't tell kinda, me that, Dylan. So, so, I needed a break, but, you know, this is a good time to maybe, you know, come back. Uh the game I was looking at is the game I'm the most hyped for. Uh, Bills, Chiefs. The Bills are coming off their perfect game, which is where they literally scored touchdowns on every single drive until they kneeled the ball. Absolutely amazing. Uh, it's literally never happened before. And they did it to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, which makes it even more amazing. That, and then the, the Chiefs. Best part. I mean, that is the best part. They're, they're the, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes. Have you heard of him? Uh, Who? So. Exactly. Um, but the over on that game is fifty three and a half. I think they're gonna smash it. I think it's a game where they both possibly score thirty points. Uh, you know, the the Chiefs defense as of late, you know, was started to play better. But I just think the Bills offense is is kind of been on a roll lately. Um, and you know, the Chiefs offense is you know liable to go off for thirty points every time they step on the field. So, I like the over fifty three and a half. I mean, if you want value, you can probably bump it to like fifty six and a half, and I still think it'll hit. So yeah. Who do I think wins that game? I, I, my heart tells me that Buffalo will pull it out, but my head tells me to not bet against Patrick Mahomes. So. Yeah, I'm. I agree with you there. Don't ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. I think I, he has a. I think I saw something today. I don't know if it was divisional round or maybe playoffs at home. He's got a twenty to one touchdown interception ratio. So I, I don't well, think I bet against that. That sounds about right. He's. Hasn't he like never played like a road playoff game? Like if they if they go to the if they play Tennessee, it'll be his first road playoff game ever. I think you're right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Wow. Ridiculous. I think. I mean, I'd have to look that up. I'm not a hundred percent sure. No, I'm. I'm I think not pretty right, sure that's correct. Yeah, because they've always been they've always been like the one or two seed, and I think mm-hmm. and I think um, didn't Tennessee didn't Tennessee upset New England the one year that they got like the two seed or something? I don't know. Wait, I, I, I yeah, think I remember right, that game. I think you're right, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so you have the over yeah. in that game, then McCoy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think. Wait, it hits can very you easily. see Dylan on the hit. Zoom? Yeah, yeah I, I can see him. Yeah. You're looking on his face. 
Yeah, he oh. can't see us though. Oh, that's cool. I can. I can see Da's Zoom profile picture, which is <laughs> what Travis is it? Scott. It's Travis Scott, <laughs> yeah. Laflame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it is Laflame. Is it like the rodeo background or something? Nah, it's like him performing. No, it's just like oh. a picture of him performing. Yeah. All these people in group me have the rodeo background as their profile picture. I don't know why. <laughs> it is. It is, and I quote, lit. <laughs> but, nice. I like it. All right, Jake, you got a lock for us. Me? Oh, he's he uh he just he took mine. Oh, where yeah. where he, he was like all oh, the Packers. I'm not it's very I'm original. Not very original. Jake. The last. I mean, hey, I, I, if there's one I was gonna take, it was gonna be that one because I mean, I think we all are in agreement that Green Bay is gonna win. I mean, they have to at least get to the NFC Championship game for the for the memes. They're, they're gonna win. They're they're gonna win by a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do. They might get to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I I think they will. They, they look I good. I mean, definitely could. But I feel every year I say that they could get to the Super Bowl and they just don't. So I like we'll just have to see. This, I I just don't think it's meant to be. I mean, you go to the NFC Championship game as many times as Aaron Rodgers has. You m- make deep runs in the playoffs as much as he has, and you only go to one Super Bowl. I just don't think it's meant to be. I don't think they're going to do it again. I mean, look what happened in I mean, New Orleans with Drew Brees. I, I don't. I don't think it's meant to be because there's a 45 year old man in Florida who is going to make it not meant to be. <laughs> but is this the third year in a row they would make it to the NFC Championship game and lose? Yes, yes it is. Jeez. Yeah, that's bad. I I think that this is their their year, guys. I I think it is. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought think... it was the Cowboys year. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. I'm a oh, Giants I was fan. It, to I'm a Giants fan. It's it never their year. It doesn't matter how many times the Packers lose in the NFC Championship game. No team disappoints their fans as much as the Dallas Cowboys, and we thank them for that. I don't feel bad for Jack, because I could have told him that would have happened going into it. Oh, I texted him as soon as the game ended. He always texts <laughs> me when the, he always texts me whenever something bad happens to the Giants, so yeah, I had to repay the favor. That's like every minute. <laughs> yeah, it must be like spam. At All right. Well, it was today, like every minute for the past five years. Now it's like never. McCoy, did he text you about the QB sneak? Oh man, that was that was rough. He did text me about the TV <laughs> Of course he did. That might that might be a franchise change in play though, because that's how Joe Judge <laughs> that's, that's a good point. So hey, listen, that might be the best play of of the Giants for the past like five years. That was the Joe Judge era. That was the best play of the Joe Judge era. Awesome stuff. Awesome might stuff. Be. All right, guys, that was locks of the week. On the other side of this break, we will talk about the hiring of GM Joe Shane, the new Giants GM. And possible head coaching, <laughs> possible head coaching options for the Ooh, Giants and other excited. teams around the league. Make sure you stay Absolutely. tuned for that.